Hi, this is the next episode of Grumpy Old Coders and uh, today's episode is called The Dark Side, right? Thomas... Very uh, ominous. Uh, yeah, we will see it's maybe not just a funny topic, but on the other hand side, uh, I, at least we like the title, right? Uh, kind of... Uh, yeah, it's a good title. Grumpy, grumpy Dark Souls, like the title, The Dark Side, right? Or invented it. Any, anyway, um, so let's say what we're talking about today is a little bit... Uh, the, the downsides of working in IT, uh, which kind of, uh, yeah, maybe health risks are implied. Uh, and I don't mean to be, be to be thrown under a bus or something like that, right? We, we mean other risks than, than uh, actual physical ones. Uh, but uh, let's maybe start with one topic, which is our culture in companies in, in general, right, uh, Thomas? Um, would you like to talk about it or should I start with it? What do you want? Yeah, go for it. Okay, fine. So actually, I mean, I, I have a bit of experience in startups, or same as you, right? Uh, yeah. I would say we, we work together in one startup, or kind of actually hard to describe what this was, if it was an early stage or mid stage or whatever. But, um, but yeah, um, startups, I, I think one, two, three, four, uh, yeah four startups or something is like it four right did you do four are we are we naming yeah. them or are we are we not saying uh, i'm not sure I mean, should we i'm not i'm not sure i, I mean <laughs> i would <laughs> i would say our startups i worked with are where for instance uh, ingress right uh, whereby again it's questionable if ingress was actually a startup because ingress was really yeah. around for for decades already but uh, they were kind of are leaving ca at this point of time by by getting new funding by kind of uh, becoming independent again mm -hmm. right and so i would count them as a startup right because yeah. they, they basically needed to start their business from scratch i've, I've uh, remembered well it was 2006 wasn't it when Ingress exactly came exactly. out of ca yeah yeah and uh, uh after ingress i joined a very small startup in germany which was called zones which did uh, a graph database or uh, a system right uh, um so it was doing everything a little bit right i did a bit of pre-sales a little bit of consultancy a little bit of training and then uh, ended up doing some some software architecture for a storage engine and uh, it was a fun time i think we had about 20 people there right uh, but uh, it also was one of those startups that didn't exceed uh, didn't succeed right so meaning uh happens right uh, nine of ten then <laughs> then I worked for another company in between, then for um, Couchbase, which was at this point of time still or a startup or in this sense, kind of, uh, yeah. I, I mean, even if I'm now working closely with Redis Labs, right? Uh, anyway, congratulations to the Couchbase team <laughs> because they did yesterday their IPO. Oh, did they really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. Uh. Um, so meaning our couch base and now I'm working with Redis Labs, right? And I would consider Redis Labs also a startup, uh, let's say, right? So, yeah. um, so there is a bit of a journey there uh, with startups and I actually really like working with startups and um, I'm this kind of person who would always do it again, right? Um, because it's rewarding, but it's also risky. Let's talk about this later. But let's say, our, yeah, I, I mean, I remember very, very, our, I have warm thoughts about when I started to to work for Couchbase, uh, for instance, right? Uh, because uh, my first day meeting people there, meeting engineers, uh, working with them was like uh, being immediately part of a family, right? Which is the same for almost every other startup, which I mentioned uh, so far here, right? The the good thing was uh, you, you join them and uh, you have this kind of uh, shared vision out of the box, right? And everyone is friends, everyone is family and so, and so on, right? And I, I really enjoyed uh, uh, doing this, and I think uh, culturally seen, this is the the uh, the benefit from my point of view, right? So uh, 
the uh, the kind of feeling to be part of something bigger, which is a shared idea of multiple persons uh, or a lot of persons, uh, software engineers, sales, marketing, whatever, right? At least in early stage startups, uh, right? Uh, maybe it's a different story in later stage uh, startups then. Yeah. Um, so which startup stories do you have? Yeah. So, so you would do it again? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. So, so uh, I was founding, co-founding a startup which had to do with coach travel, right? So people going from one place to the to the other coach as in travel bus, that, that sort of thing. And from what I remember, yeah, that there is this friendship thing and this whole we're all pulling together and doing doing our joint thing and kind of un until we're not. So it's, it's a turned it turned ugly shares were trying to be sold to each other at at weird conditions and stuff so it can destroy friendships if anything although if you look at it another way maybe that there was never a friendship so, so there's the other thing yeah um, yeah but is this I, I guess this is a general thing right that, that yeah. uh, friendships are can be impacted by money and uh, other interests they can. Uh, yeah money distorts everything way. And and then exactly, there's this yeah. there's this whole walking through because I was moonlighting it right I, I was uh, moonlighting it that's the word uh, so I was working full time and then I was writing the software for that startup in the evenings and in the weekends and that really takes it out of you right I mean yeah I mean part of the startup family but also you have a real family. Right, it's like a, a real life family, like wife and yeah, kids, exactly. sort of thing. Exactly. And that, that I mean, they they suffered. There's there's no two ways about it. They suffered. I suffered overworking. So, I would say if you go into a startup, you kind of need to be sure what you're getting yourself into. There is that. You say you would do it again. Personally, I I'm I'm not sure I would. I mean. With the current mindset I'm in, there was just the other guy, well, was someone just the other day where a, a friend proposed something to me, let's do a startup, whatever. And I said, no, I'm not at the minute. Maybe in later life, maybe when I when I become an empty nester, you know, if that's a thing, if, if when, the, when the children have buggered off to, to wherever and I have time again, maybe then I might think about it. But... At the moment, I have work and family. I've, I I don't want to work twenty hours a day. Yeah, it which is indeed fair, right? Which is indeed fair. Okay. Um. So we we all had such journeys. I I mean the the main point when uh, talking about startup culture was from my point of view in the first step in the first step right let's say uh, again the the title of the episode is the dark side are the positive things right and uh, uh, I'm not sure if you ever visited the Google headquarter or no uh, I did not <laughs> did you actually uh, yeah I was in uh, you visited the Google in, headquarters uh, a few times in, in Mount in nah not a few times but uh, I was a few times in Mountain View right and uh, I had a chance to go there and uh the uh, it, it's all very colorful, all very nice, and uh, there are other startups uh, around the world that are kind of copying this culture, right? So are are colorful sofas and uh, whatever. E even some of my uh, former uh, contracts and employers, right? Uh, basically, yeah, had uh, had uh, copied part of such culture right maybe not exactly the one of, of google um and but it, let's say it this way right uh there is this trend at least right in in germany i saw this i saw it in the valley and so on right there there was this trend uh to industrialize 
Startup culture, right? So if you think about it, I, I mean, I, I know a few founders of uh, different startups as well, right? So and and some of them really started into in inside a garage, let's say, right? So there, sure. there was this little office with uh, two rooms, and uh, in one room they had a, a stacked bed or whatever, right? <laughs> Not sure if this is the right English word, but anyway. So uh, we are spending all their time, right, trying to get their baby done right or and then as soon as it was out of the door indeed uh, they grew and so on but uh, especially in the initial phases right uh, the the entire environment which they built for themselves was kind of designed to live there right there was no uh, it was hard to distinguish between my personal life right and my life or or which was related to work in order to get my Mm. my baby out of the door right it's not a coincidence is it it's not right and if i say industrialize this stuff right yeah. then uh, it means that uh, companies like google and, and also other companies i worked with in the past right uh, basically had just engagements are uh, also in germany right uh, they they basically had this idea of hey let's take this idea right uh, even traditional companies right so I, i'm not naming them here but let's say very traditional companies they are around in the industry for for ages right what they did is they said okay hey listen we we know we are kind of a dinosaur right our structures are very our structures are very slow or we are acting very slowly right uh, mm-hmm. it's it's our processes are kind of uh, um, yeah blocking us uh, we need to be more disruptive to ourselves all this stuff right and what they did is they founded little startups within the company right yeah. so com- mm-hmm. company within the company by by kind of applying this uh, startup culture in order to get become more agile but to to get rid of some some of their processes uh, the funny story of uh, or the funny part of the story as a side note is that at some point when i had projects with them right and this was very late in in the in the process or in this uh, in a very late stage reality was actually our catching them again right it was like like yeah let's develop this in this uh, incubator right the uh, off-site uh, startup building very nice fancy whatever right and and then everyone was say yeah yeah cool we do it and uh, yeah then finally when everything was done right the solution was developed and so on the security department of the of the bigger <laughs> yeah. co- bigger company said so, no nope. that's not possible right it's not how we you do things here <laughs> exactly <laughs> you can't go into production with that right because <laughs> it it uh, violates this that or whatever regulation i i'm not saying who this was right but uh but uh, Anyway, it happened actually multiple times, right? It was not just one company which had this uh, this kind of issue uh, between, let's say, this clash of reality mm. and uh, the the idea to be agile and start upy and whatever and to industrialize this uh, this culture, let's say, right? Yeah, I think all probably all most many big companies do this. I, I guess this was some sort of new new books somebody read and, and all the MBAs learned that in, at university or something. You know, I know Amazon does it, right? They do little mini internal mini startups. I'm, I'm sure Google and Microsoft do it. Yeah, yeah, everyone does it. Even even consultancy companies I work yeah. with or did it by, by basically trying to, to or have this spirit for specific yeah. topics, right? So I found your own company within our company. Mm. We give you some money. You can basically start your business. And then uh, if it flies, then, then yeah. you take uh, the benefit of it. If not, uh, <laughs> you lose your job, right? Which, yeah, uh, exactly. Or uh, lose the funding. I mean, it's, it's, mo- it's if you think about it, it's better than the old model. I mean, the the model that was before is the computer associates model they just wait yeah, for, for startups and then buy them but then you yeah, you, you yeah, don't exactly. have control which startups happen where if you do your startups internally you have a measure of control what sort of thing you want to pursue right in, in indeed indeed uh, 
there there is also a lot of reward reward in it and uh, for young people especially for young software engineers and so on oh, yeah right? you get a promotion so, so, out of it or whatever yeah 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 actually i mean i see myself still are sitting in our in the office of ingress right in in the middle of the night maybe 2 a.m and or yeah hacking on a solaris right because i just like to 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 play around <laughs> with, with those <laughs> special unix systems right uh had an interest but at this point i didn't have any responsibility right it was just me and this or uh, and this workstation let's say right you and your solaris the, late at night yeah, yeah or <laughs> hp ux or whatever AIX. we had there right yeah. uh, uh, ax uh, like <laughs> sounded like an airplane right uh, there was a, <laughs> there was one machine which was basically in another room because it was not possible to be in the same room without basically <laughs> getting disturbed by the noise <laughs> of it right oh, oh man i remember uh, those boxes uh, yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> Solaris was not too bad, right? Uh, but uh, let's say it this way: the, the thing is, I I really enjoyed doing my work, and I I spent, uh, and I think this is the culture which which companies want to industrialize, right? I spent a lot of my my potential free time also at at work, right? Indeed, I was then going home, taking a shower, sleeping, eating, whatever, right? Uh, but you could find me also eating at work, right? Mm. Uh, or going down for coffee, spending something like 20 hours or whatever at work, right? And uh, let's say the, the risk for you as a person is uh, that you kind of isolate yourself socially that this is becoming physically unhealthy psychologically unhealthy whatever right but the uh, the benefit for the companies indeed they, they get free work time right and especially for the young software engineers out there which might listen to this right or uh, I, I mean I would not say you're stupid if you do this, right? Uh, maybe it's fun for you and you should do it uh, at this stage of your life, right? Um, it's it's your choice, but there there is a specific risk implied. And I have to say, I'm I'm kind of a little bit addicted to work anyway, which means mm. that uh, I I kind of uh, so don't I... judge such. I don't judge it too negatively, let's say, right? <laughs> so I I actually enjoyed this time. At some point I became father, blah, blah. So it was harder to do exactly this, but and it would have been not right, let's say. But on the other hand side, let's say, uh, if you have a company which has a culture, which industrializes it, industrializes it too much, right? Then there is a good risk that you as a software engineer are seen more as a resource than uh, a human being right and uh, the company if it it does it by intention or not right it's also your fault in a, in a sense is my personal opinion but uh, it basically takes too much from you too much or much much more than just work let's say right at some point uh, yeah i think this i, I think this is the risk of uh, of this uh, industrialization of uh, startup culture right because those positive things from the point of view of the company right uh, of the employer uh, let's say right are, are not necessarily positive things for you right that's and, right. And, and, yeah and, and I, I, I mean yeah go for it i i, I I don't want to be unfair, right? I have to say that uh, most companies I worked with, uh, which were or all nearly all companies which I mentioned before, right? So all I mentioned by name, let's say, uh, they never actually enforce this on me or whatever. Uh, the opposite no, is the case. Probably right? illegal, right? They can't. They can't make you. Yeah, work yeah, in, 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 indeed. But they also didn't. They didn't ask me for it they didn't push it they yep. they didn't uh, i mean really i mean there's one exception which i didn't name uh, let's say right but uh, but let's say all the companies i named or especially the startups i worked for whatever happened there whatever i gave up uh, of my personal time i did it because i wanted to do it right because i 
because yeah. I enjoyed doing it, let's say, right? So, but again, if a company is industrializing this and you realize that the companies around you is industrializing it, right? Um, and maybe there's a difference between you realize it or not, right? Uh, <laughs> then, then, then it's maybe a good idea to question uh, the culture of this company. Yeah, say. and it might be, I mean, nobody can make you sort of force you to work long hours, but there might be other things like peer pressure, right? So if, if everybody works long hours and you get into the team, you feel inferior or that it's kind of expected of you to do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have to say I would not care about that personally, right? So the, no, maybe not you, but some people would, right? Yeah. Exactly. In my case, it would be more about uh, would be more about uh, my personal reward or the enjoyment of doing it or whatever. But um, yeah, me meaning there are positive aspects as well, right? Uh, uh, doing this or spending the nights with friends, hacking stuff or whatever, right? So, uh, getting some coffee and pizza in order to get something out of the door, right? Uh, there are very positive uh, aspects of this like you have the feeling you're part of a family it's very rewarding you, mm. you basically get something out of the door where you kind of have the feeling you contributed a lot to right it's your baby oh this is my storage engine which is now tested on or evaluated by this or that customer or whatever right so so meaning you you have this feeling that you built something and uh, mm. it is now out there and uh, it, it kind of or uh, uh, yeah uh, touches your ego in a positive way right uh, so there there is stuff which is positive if you are after such stuff right I mean there are persons that have bigger egos and persons that have less big egos right uh, the the fact that we present ourselves in this podcast probably yes. means that we <laughs> I was about to say I wouldn't know about that yeah. <laughs> Broad means that uh, we have at least uh, some, some ego, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. But um, risks are actually real, right? And um, yeah. Yeah. I, and this is the dark side, right? The risks mm. are actually the dark side. Very, um, very dark. Yeah, they can be. So let me let me talk or uh, let me start right because it's yeah. a little bit a, str a striptease uh, in in a sense and I will start with it right I will uh, yeah perform the striptease first uh, in, in a way so first of all I have to admit that I faced uh, already and uh, again I'm I'm work really a little bit like a workaholic people that know me know that I'm kind of often not finding the right balance even now right uh, even if I'm when I'm older now and so on I'm, I'm off and as long as I enjoy this uh, everything is fine and uh, again I don't blame anyone about it uh, except myself right uh, right uh, but uh, there was one period of in my life where I actually faced a burnout, right? Uh, so, and I was not alone. I mean, I had colleagues and uh, friends that had the same situation in the past, right? And it's actually very visible that in our business or industry, right? In the IT and software business, um, a lot of people I talk to actually have this situation that they already had at least once in their life if they are in our age, yes. right? 40 plus uh, a burnout which was uh, caused by by a work situation <laughs> let's absolutely say, right? yeah i it's know a, several it's, it, yeah it's not uncommon right so and nope. especially the, this company i worked for at this point in this period of time i, I quit them then right uh, uh, because i i kind of uh, saw that they had uh, a too big impact on my personal life uh, i've actually to explain a little bit why i quit the company right so uh, it's it's a it's a it's an anecdote by itself so what happened is my at this point of time my youngest child right uh, went to hospital uh, because he had an infection of his lung or whatever right so it was uh, and it was a bit critical so he needed to go to or uh, he needed to go to the hospital and uh, they took care of him right and uh, i was working at this period of time uh, time as someone who was uh, yeah managing a lot of stuff or trying to to keep a lot of or uh, 
projects over water, right? Or meaning, uh, yeah, firefighting stuff all the time, right? Uh, dealing with this customer, that customer, that customer, right? Um, and uh, which was stressful anyway, right? And uh, at some point, uh, my my. I informed my manager, hey, I'm off now, right? Because my, my son is in hospital and I need to take care of him and my, my family, uh, my wife and so on, right? We, we have a situation here which needs to be handled. So I'm, I'm taking some vacation, right? Uh, because I, I, I can't uh, basically say that I'm yeah, leaving them alone. It's not possible, right? I, I have some personal responsibility and in reality, even if I don't see this often by myself, right, and uh, still struggle sometimes to do this, uh, in reality, the, the reason why I actually go to work and earn money is in order to serve my family, right? <laughs> uh, and, and there is no other reason in reality, right? So I serve myself and my family with money, right? This is the purpose of work in a, in a sense. Indeed, reality is that... Uh, for us, right, most of pe the people I know in our industry <clears throat> that are good in their job, right, they, there is more motivation than just this. But any anyway, in this case, I rationally decided, okay, and emotionally, I need to be with my family and uh, I can't uh, take care of uh, the stuff which is currently burning with customers and so on. And it's not my fault, right? It's the fault of my of the company or manager or the system I am in, and I'm in if no one is there to step in uh, to to basically help out in, in such a situation, right? Um, so what I said is okay, I'm off uh, holidays, right, uh, or vacation, not vacation actually, just off in order to take care of the family. And he said the first day he said yeah yeah okay fine uh, all good. The second day he called me and asked uh, hey uh, where are you right uh, when i explained the situation again uh, he, he basically put pressure on me that uh, if i'm not back tomorrow right uh, because this or that customer has uh, has an issue then uh, there might be the potential that uh, we quit our relationship or work relationship uh, and this was the point when i told him yeah then we quit the work relationship uh, <laughs> uh, Let's let's talk when I'm back from my from my uh, break, right? Because I need really to take care of my family, and then after that, I basically left this company, right? Very sensible, yeah. Maybe not not all people would be so brave to say, okay, fine, if you yeah, like this, I'm going. There, there is a limit reached, right? And this is what yes, I mean, right? There is a limit reached how much you can give of yourself for your employer right uh, let's say right and i even don't blame my manager by the way i blame this the entire system which was culturally defined there right so uh, he's a nice guy right and if i meet him today we we still talk and uh, we we don't have any any hateful relationship or whatever right so we we still have a a good relationship but professionally seen right i would not work for this company again right because the the culture of this company was just wrong right uh, let's see so first first thing are uh, it within this company i actually suffered from a burnout and it was uh, actually a burnout which was also a little bit inspired by the fact that i was not totally happy with uh, the stress level which which was around me it was kind of uh, initially quite funny to have stress blah blah but it, it became quickly very visible that i'm compensating a broken system uh, let's say right yeah. so the that the business was not scaling or it was a more people-like business uh, let's say right and i'm i'm basically i i was the person which compensated this uh, this problem uh, let's say in a in a way and uh, I, I kind of got as the in my role in between this uh, uh, several forces right and and they just basically uh, caused that I'm I, I was running a little bit like a like a hamster in a wheel I'm not sure right and it was impossible to get out of this wheel and uh, at some point my my body just said uh, uh, just said no right and uh yeah um i think the english word is dizziness right uh dizziness uh, dizziness uh, yes yeah uh, dizziness uh, so basically what happened is that my my body basically just said okay fine hey uh you're not able to work walk straight anymore right <laughs> and basically uh, i i 
I couldn't even walk anymore, right? I was uh, basically standing in front of, uh, uh, I don't know, a chair, right? And, and uh, it was not possible to walk straight from one point in the room to the other one, right? So I needed to go to a doctor yeah. and, uh, and, and talk with the doctor. And the doctor told me, yeah, okay, fine, we need to analyze this. And I did a bunch of checks. Uh, and then finally, um, they, they found out that my stress level over a long period of time was such high that my, my adrenaline level <laughs> right in my body basically uh, forced uh, uh, that, my, that, that my physical system said, okay, yeah, that's just too much, right? We, need, we take you out of the game, right? Okay. You're, you're basically out of the game now. And uh, yeah, it took, uh, took me a bit to recover, let's say, right? Um, yeah, the doctor. Uh, so I went to uh, a doctor, which was basically uh, a neuro neurologist. 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 Exactly. So basically, I went to them and they basically confirmed this. Uh, and I asked him, hey, what do I do? <laughs> he said, hey, okay, fine. Uh, there, there's medication in a sense. Uh, we can bring your, your system down in order to, uh, to kind of deal with this. But uh, my, uh, my recommendation in your current situation is, yeah, maybe change your job. <laughs> it's, uh, because it's not a good idea to be under adenine all the time, right? And, and I would say what this was, it was more or less a, a very direct and uh, visible burnout. Right, because your 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 body basically said, "Hey, that's enough." Right, and I I I know people that have exactly this. Right, so they have had issues with their stomach, or they uh, they basically. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. So with the, within the same company, by the way, right? Oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And not I was not the only one who basically suffered from this. Then oh. there there was a colleague of mine, another one. Basically, all the senior guys kind of had the same issue, right? Uh, oh. In a in a in a way. And then the senior guys basically decide, okay, I can't take this shit anymore. <laughs> I'm out of it, right? And then they started to burn the the junior guys, right? Um, absolutely so. terrifying. Imagine that your sister being flooded with adrenaline and it just just shuts down this happens it sounds at some point, absolutely right? terrifying to me yeah i mean it, nah, it was it yeah. was it was <laughs> exactly it was yeah. uh, this together with the other situation right uh, kind of uh, so, yeah so made that, that it very easy for me uh, yeah the same was the same company yeah, Again, yeah it was the same company but the, the, the burnout happened before the, the time you the take burnout took happened off for your family that, yeah. was it yeah. long before was this sort of close together nah it was very quite close together okay right that makes yeah. sense uh it was in my case more uh, physiological thing let's say right mm. but there uh, so the decision to leave them was not too hard let's say right and, and again the uh, the the culture of the company was basically a little bit the problem there, right? Not not just the employee culture, right? I I don't want to be unfair, right? Maybe there were people that were totally happy and so on, right? But the the way how how they basically made their money was uh, was a problem, right? And it was based on uh, on the fact that people are kind of compensating issues that were existing uh, within it, right? Okay. Fine. Horrible. Um, Horrible stuff. But I mean, talking about burnout, right? Burnout is the topic I'm taking during this, and then we talk about other stuff. <laughs> um, the there, there is indeed uh, also this this kind of silent burnout, right? And uh, it's something I'm I'm actually risking every day, and I'm I'm risking it with a with a kind of one blind eye and one see one eye which is seeing, right? Um, because I mean, a silent burnout is you, you just work insane hours, right? Maybe something like 12, 14, 20 hours a day. Or I, I mean, right now it's not that problematic, right? I, I'm not doing this too much. But uh, uh, let's say I did this for a period of time, right? So, um, by isolating myself from my family. I mean, I, I was uh, working for a period of time also as a, as a pre-sales consultant. And again, no one did this to me, right? Only myself did it to me, right? But what I did is I kind of said, okay, fine. 
this is cool. Be being a pre-sales guy within one region and being the first one in this region, right? Even bootstrapping the region without having a sales guy in the first step, right? Mm. Is is a little bit like having your own little startup. It right? is it's a startup in its own. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like having having your own or little business, right? So, or yeah. experimenting. You you have a little bit or you have less risk than than are being self-employed, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm. I'm now also self-employed, so this is a little bit it has another characteristics as well. But uh, let's say in this case, it was was basically yeah, um, you're the presets guy of this region. You try to ramp it up. You do your best uh, you can do, right? And um, if it if it works, then it works fine, right? And I really enjoyed doing this. I really enjoyed visiting customers, and I was doing consultancy before that, and also presets in another startup uh, for for a part right so i really enjoyed doing this working with customers developing solutions convincing them in a uh, by not telling shit right by by being tr a trusted advisor convincing them to to use the product and so on right and uh, i really really enjoyed this uh, the thing is i enjoyed it maybe a little bit too much right so i i took more and more responsibility not just do it in in germany also did it in uh whatever, the Czech Republic, Romania, France, right? So, so I was uh, traveling across entire Europe. I, actually, we together, you and me, had some had some engagements together, right? Uh, during this period of time. That was fun. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun, right? But mm. uh, what was actually quite visible at some point, and this is, it's maybe not a burnout, but I would count it a little bit as it, right? Uh, let's say what was visible is, was that, I had months in my life where I basically spent two days in total, right, at home. And the rest of my time I was spending in hotels, right? So going from one hotel to the other one, visiting mm. customers or having technical conversations about yeah. products and so on, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, that that's probably fun when you're in your early 20s, right? But, uh, yeah, exactly. The problem and you're single, problem, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. The problem was I, I. I mean, it was not a problem, right? Uh, don't get me wrong. It was not a problem that I was married and already had kids. Uh, I already had two kids at this point of time. I was married, right? And it actually had an impact on my social life. The kids basically, the relationship to my kids got worse, right? Uh, indeed, because they they didn't yeah. see me as the same person anymore. Um, they they kind of uh, didn't have the the same kind of binding anymore right uh my my wife complained and she was right uh, let's say right and at some point we we decided to have a, another kid uh let's say and and then i decided to not do it anymore right i basically mm -hmm. quit this uh, quit this job in presets and said okay fine i can't do this anymore right i can't basically um yeah i can't travel around that much Right, uh, by socially isolating myself from my family as much as I enjoy in a in a, in a very unfair way towards my family. Let's say this or uh, this kind yeah. of yeah, hey, I'm I'm bootstrapping something here. I'm part of a bigger story. Hey, I'm I'm basically are are loving it to work with customers and and travel around the world. Um, the the much i like this right um, it was very obvious rationally right and also emotionally are that i was basically not giving enough attention to my to my family right so which means uh, this had a, had a social side effect so let's say burnout from my point of view is not just something which is having uh, yeah. a direct uh, phys physiological or uh, side effect or effects or uh, right it is psychological or it is also uh, social right yeah. and in this case my it was more a social burnout let's say mm. if i would not have decided to stop it let's say right then then maybe my wife had would have decided to leave left me, you right? yeah and, no totally uh, yeah there, there's this mechanic that that i also observe on myself if i have i have periods where i'm a workaholic where i walk too much and whatever and you see the sort of pushes out sort of your social commitments your family to a point where it's sort of in your head this very dark thing happens that you see your family as a, as a distraction and you become irritated by 
the things that you, that that you're meant to enjoy, right? By by the things that are the good things in life. Yeah. Your your children uh, are coming. Uh, hey, Dad, can we do something together? Ah, uh, no, don't distract me. I have this thing in my head. I have to do something. And and looking back, it's it's absolutely it's it's heartbreaking, right? You could, if, if you think about it, you know, exactly, exactly. Your child wanted to do something with you, wanted to spend time, and you said, "Ah, oh, no, uh, no, child, go away. You're not as important as the work I'm doing." And this is yeah. absolutely, yeah, oh, indeed, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the point where where I feel where I felt something needs to change. Yeah. Exactly, it does. But again, or it's important to repeat again, right? We do this to ourselves, right? So we do. Yeah, even yeah. If, nobody even forced if, me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even if there is maybe a little bit of shared culture, which is or having an impact on our decisions at the end, right? No one is actually asking me to do it, right? It's really just myself. I, I, I have to admit, I'm just work addicted. It, it is the case. And I'm still there. I, I am still, right? Which means that uh, I'm still sometimes working until one o'clock in the night or just in order to get something done which i think needs to be done today right and or uh or i I still skip sometimes dinner right so maybe twice a twice a week or whatever right uh because i i I need to be part of that or this meeting let's say right Uh, uh it's it's Actually, I mean, my wife and myself, we talk a lot about this stuff, uh, which is, I think, good that we have open conversations about it. It's actually a little bit like with an alcoholic. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's it's not something I can stop, right? And I, I personally have the feeling if, you, if I would take this away from myself, right, then... Uh, there would be a part of my identity missing, right? Uh, which means that I actually can't do anything about it. It's it's something I am doing to myself, and that's fine, right? But again, right there, the other thing we're talking about here right now is uh, that uh, there are companies out there, right? And I had one, right? Uh, one company in my life that are kind of leveraging this to a degree that it is not just you that does it to yourself right Uh, that it's basically they leverage it to a degree that it's basically done by them and then for me personally a a line is crossed let's say right absolutely and yeah as as i keep saying it's probably not entirely legal what that particular company did to you so uh, i'm not sure i'm, I'm, I'm think not they sure it might be gray they area didn't do, they didn't do anything illegal right again it's a you, you can't have a it's a little bit the thing again this is the reason why we started to talk about culture right there is yeah. no illegal culture right there is a legal system you can basically operate within it and everything is okay right but uh, you can have a you can have a culture which is more poisoned and you can have culture which is less poisoned right uh, the, mm, the yeah, lucky I... the lucky thing for me is that i i, I mean with, with this kind of work addiction <laughs> in, a, in a sense the, the the good thing for me in a sense is that uh, most of the startups i work for all startups i work for in a sense and this is the reason why i said i would do it again right even uh, if i know the the potential negative side effects um they actually were very responsible with it, right? And had a good mm, culture, good. right? So the ones I, I worked for, let's say. Um, so, uh, but uh, sometimes, yeah, you, you're not as lucky, right? And uh, I guess the message to, the, to, to our younger selves or maybe younger developers and software engineers or IT guys out there is that they should carefully judge if this is something which is enforced on them culturally or if this is something they, they really want and uh, really enjoy, let's say, right? Yeah, and if it's enforced and you don't enjoy it, then yeah, there's no other way you have to get out, right? Uh, exactly. Okay, but there, let's say there are other things we talked a lot now about our uh, burnout or uh, types of burnout. I'm even not sure if this was uh, formally defined by someone or whatever, right? I, I just made this stuff. So meaning the, the definition of the silent burnout, social mm. type, uh, I just made this up. Didn't do any research. I just basically talked based on my experience of what I'm facing with myself and so on, right? So now my script piece is done. I'm naked, <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> We're not doing scripts, remember. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so, uh, so the script now says uh, it's, it's over to me. Um, so, so yeah, so I, well, I think this is something that's probably gotten worse over the years as, as I recall it, as I go from situation to situation. So this is something I'm suffering from is imposter syndrome, which is something that, that many people uh, people that work in in sort of knowledge-based industry, not just software, probably experience from time to time. It's it's this thing where you think you're not really good enough, you've cheated your way into the situation and you're just muddling by. You're not as good as the others think you are. You can't be that good, right? So this is the sort of mind space you come into. This is a, a recorded psychological phenomenon. There was a, a paper about it, first recorded in 1978, as I found out, uh, Clance and Eames. And there are certain situations that can trigger this. Um, they all sort of kind of fall into the category where you are sort of new in a new situation. This might be you come into a new team or you start in a new company or maybe you are a freshman, if that's not an Americanism in, in a university in your first year, you come in and you look around you and you think, oh my God, all these people are so much smarter than me, right? And yeah, as I say, so for me, this happens when I come, it was quite intense when I joined Amazon, actually. I came into this team of of incredibly brilliant people and you come in and it's, it's just little old me, right? I'm I'm not sure how, how how did I get this job? Well, must have done something right or had a good day. You know, I can't possibly be that good to be among these people. And uh, the thing is with imposter syndrome, it's there's a cycle. It's sort of self-sustaining, right? Because if you achieve something, if, if you have a success, right? There, there are two ways you can achieve a success. You You work hard and you achieve a success. And then you say, wow, I've worked really hard for this. I bet all the other guys would have achieved that success by just working half as much, right? So I have to work really hard just to keep up with those guys and that is stressful. So that's one situation. And then the other situation, if you just procrastinate, if you leave it to the last minute and then you do rush, 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 do, do the thing sort of in the last minute and then people look at it and say, oh, wow, that's really good. And you think, Oh wow! I've I've cheated my way through another situation, right? So, so Oof. you feel again like a cheater, and this is this is how this thing is sort of self-sustaining. Right? So, consequences of that is, of course, anxiety. Will I be found out? I I need to juggle this, uh, and then um, you can become, and I've been guilty of this. Uh, you can become irritable, bad tempered. You you tend to focus on the bad things if you have a really bad day and you do a, a pull request review and oh there's a typo or that's that that's not ah uh, that this class is not properly structured so you focus on some stupid stuff right just to just to feel a bit more adequate right that's a thing and then at some point your subconscious even though my son who's done psychology a level says there is no subconscious this is a myth but I'm saying your subconscious tries to stop you from succeeding, right? Because you are so bad, basically, you, you can't do this right. So you might as well not try. So you're sabotaging yourself. And that's sort of another symptom of this. And yeah, I, I don't know. So with, with Amazon, it was pretty bad. It, it wasn't as bad as before. I should say I've been with Amazon for 10 months now. So it's coming up to a year. I'm feeling okay now. I'm I'm feeling better. I've achieved a few things and I've convinced myself that I've not cheated to achieve the success. So it's good. It's getting there. But I have to say I've been doing this job for what? 2004. What's that now? 17 years. 
and yeah. I'm, I, I still I have to deal with I this never, madness. I never realized that you suffer from it, right? I mean, we yeah. worked together at, at some companies. We had some our gigs at customers together, right? And uh, I never realized <laughs> that you you feel like that, right? Uh, yeah. So it's no. a, a, at least not to out, visible to the outside world, at, at least at, good. until now, right? <laughs> I, I, I hit it well then. That's good. That's kind of a success in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it helps when you are there, when you're in this in the situation for a long time, it tends to ease off. And yeah, another factor of this was, and I mean, everybody would probably officially disagree with me, but the knowledge industry is can be a little bit ageist. And the older you get, the more you feel like it's harder to, to keep up. Right. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm true, probably that's, either the oldest one or the second everyone. oldest. Yeah, it's true for everyone. Maybe not yeah. not just the knowledge industry. Maybe. maybe no, I mean, true true for everyone in the knowledge industry. I mean, I have the same feeling, right? It's uh, If this feeling is right or wrong, right? But I also have the feeling, okay, you need to reach this or that uh, position, uh, right? Uh, until this or that time or uh, in order to, yes. to basically, in order to... to have more kind of mentorship uh, role uh, because at some point you are not able to keep up with the younger people yes. anymore <laughs> if it comes to implementation or whatever right so this is and it's probably to a specific degree true right uh, but mm. uh, to another degree maybe not um, because at the end um, I think um, what you can't easily compensate is my 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 feeling and i'm working with people also that are older than myself right uh, right now mm. and uh, um, i have the highest respect of of them right and uh, what you can't compensate is basically experience right and and they they have much more experience than me and uh, i i actually really enjoy learning stuff from them uh, let's say right uh, um, so the fact that they grew over the time, right, uh, helps me to grow also, right? And and so looking at this situation right now, uh, maybe uh, the uh, the thought is just too dark and it's not true at all, right? Or maybe it's not always true at least, right? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully it's, it's more often not true than it is true. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I mean, what can you do? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I try to be open about it. I, I wasn't always, well, as, as you know, you've kind of heard this kind of the first time from me, but I try to be more open. And the more open I'm about it, the more I notice that many other people have the same thing. It, it's a very common thing, in fact, to have that. I even go to, I speak with my manager about this sort of stuff. Yeah. It is important to to kind of admit your weaknesses, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, if you don't admit your weaknesses, right, there is no way that you can basically work on your weaknesses, right? The first step uh, to to basically address them, and uh, let it be something like, hey, uh, I'm a workaholic and I sacrifice uh, too much of my social life, right, uh, by by being work addicted. Let it be, I'm I'm a person that uh, is never feeling sufficient even even mm -hmm. if in reality I'm maybe overachieving all the time right so so I, I I mean the fact that you basically understand your problem and name it and talk about it or maybe in a podcast is a strange thing right? yeah. <laughs> we, do it, we do it anyway maybe with a therapist or whatever yeah. right is it's a it, it's a little bit like a, we, we said this multiple times right the podcast here is a little bit like a therapy for both of us right it's a it's a strange thing but especially in the co context of corona the fact that we can't see each other i can't fly over to the uk easily maybe now now it would be possible but the, for a period of time it was not easily possible to do so right in the past we we saw each other from time to time when i had customer visits in in london in london right? yeah uh, uh, which is uh, which is no longer that given uh, let's say but uh, so so meaning the the fact that we have this we meet roughly each month uh, whatever it, it's less and uh, sorry our listeners right it's less for our visit listeners right it's more <laughs> for us right it's like uh, just spending time talking about stuff uh, right uh, which has a has a kind of therapy character especially in the in the context of covid 
But anyway, back to my previous uh, state, statement or the statement actually of this uh, of the, of that person, right? Um, um, you need to identify your weak points, uh, and then you need to address them. And if those weak points are in any kind of have any psychological or, or mental health uh, character, fine. Then this is okay, right? As long as you continuously uh, try to to improve and, and address this uh, for yourself in order to get more healthy. Uh, this is true for for more physiological uh, health issues and uh, also psychological health issues. So it's a, I think it's a good thing to talk about stuff like, hey, yeah, I suffered from burnout, right? Or yeah, I have this uh, impo- imposter syndrome, or yeah, I'm mm. rock addict, <laughs> right? It's it's yeah, not no. a bad thing, right? Uh, even even if it feels strange to to do this kind of strip tree strip tease in a, in a podcast in a, in a sense <laughs> it's on the other hand side also having uh, a positive uh, side effect let's say i think so yeah that, right? yeah. yeah i find it therapeutic as well and uh, yeah i would echo what you said about the importance of identifying and naming something i mean it's a difference between fighting a dark cloud that is everywhere or fighting a specific thing that has sort of known steps that you can take against it, which makes yeah. it much better to fight. Exactly, exactly. Okay, um, good. So what can we do? I mean, or do we just accept the situation? I guess in some cases we just do, right? We, we just find a balance. Mm. We just find someone who is basically taking us, uh, my wife, for instance, right? I have to thank my wife in this. She just doesn't listen to this podcast. But anyway, I have to thank <laughs> Maybe you. that's a good thing. <laughs> I have to thank her so much, right? Because she is just living with, with my... Uh, characteristics in the sense right let's call them characteristics <laughs> and again sometimes even if you need to identify it and work on it sometimes it's really hard to to kind of uh, change your character right uh, at a specific age and then the people around you have to live with <laughs> your character or to support <laughs> you or to help you right uh, in the sense that my wife is is uh, one of those persons that uh, is just kind of yeah doing this right so she knows exactly okay fine david is now uh, coming one o'clock in the in the night uh, home right uh, because he still wants to work right uh, no one is enforcing him he wants to work right because yeah sure there are also other reasons why and feelings and whatever that are enforcing this on you but uh, reality is i'm i'm kind of work addict i'm a workaholic sometimes right uh, there are periods where more than others um and, and she kind of tolerates that i'm kind of giving up time with her to a specific degree by and we try to compensate it then later by having maybe a short trip to a city whatever right uh, a- anyway maybe a stupid argument but um, it, it wouldn't work out for me if i wouldn't have someone who would actually cover my ass in this case right yeah no, it's probably true. It's, it's similar for me. And I think in general, sort of a social circle to have have sort of a safety net underneath you exactly. that can, can catch you, I think is, is very important. Yeah, and, and another thing, yeah, but as I speak about that imposter syndrome stuff, at the end of the day, I suppose you have to power through it. I mean, just knowing that it is, it is a thing and, and it is not real Right, you can say, okay, it's it's not real. It's just that thing tricking you into thinking something that is stupid. Right, that helps. Also, and this may sound silly, you know, all these these old-fashioned doctors to say, oh, just take a walk, just walk it off. Right, that is actually a thing. So physical activity oxygenates. It it is actually like that. Fresh brain, fresh air helps oxygen and glucose. Uh, supply to your brain releases releases happiness hormones and all of that stuff sort of counteracts sort of low periods or periods of depression and all of that stuff and then the other thing i suppose is just watching the clock a little just making sure you're not doing hyper focus time without breaks for 10 hours or something 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, every uh, I guess every developer or software engineer can can relate to a situation where you actually don't want to do this, right? I actually, I have to admit, I mean, I'm I'm not a full time software engineer anymore, but in the past, I have to admit that I, it was really hard for me to to basically put bricks in, right? Uh, it was it was something like I, I mean, and you know this as well, right? I, um, you, you find a specific flow, right? And, and yes. you are in this flow and you want to be in it right it's actually mm -hmm. very enjoyable to be in it right it and is. and it's 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 kind of totally disappointing right it's like uh, your your reward system your internal reward system is basically crying if you basically mm -hmm. interrupt this <laughs> flow right it's like, like yeah, because you might never you Where's might not dopamine? find it again you might not find it again for one day or whatever right mm, by, by just true. doing some some basic work or you're productive you write lines of code right right but uh, it's it's some something different something like hey yeah you need to do this and you start uh, looking at your design and hopefully developers out there are actually engineering software up front but this is another topic right uh, and you, uh, don't you get start, me started yeah <laughs> and you start and you start implementing this and it all falls magically together right and you you basically Super have pleasing thousands of lines after of code that actually makes sense after after a bunch of hours and usually and i'm not kidding right usually you would take something like a month to produce the same results under normal circumstances mm -hmm. right uh, it's a it's a very enjoyable thing in a sense but again as you said it's it's as everything right uh, it implies yeah. also risks uh, right of uh, yeah not taking care of yourself right yeah it's it's like with sprinters they have this build up or i forgot what it was was it lactose or something that the stuff that builds up in your muscles right when you run and you need just need time to flush that out if, if you run too much your performance is going down and it's the same with that flow it's it's enjoyable but you're burning through so much glucose and you're yeah. burning through so much stuff that you almost at the end of it almost have a little hangover if you do it too long Right, yeah. and you have to allow yourself this recovery time. And recovery time for for me can be coding stuff that is that is not too involved. Right, you might have that big refactor that you always wanted to do. That's not complicated. It just needs touching one hundred files. Right, something you can do quite easily. Right, and this yeah. this you could actually use this as a recovery time to do less involved tasks and sort of switch that up with those deep flow times. Yeah makes sense yeah if you, i think yeah. what is the what is the final i mean final outcome of our stuff i i mean the the learning which which we maybe take out of it if we summarize it at the learning i take out of it right and i already said thank you to my wife kind of uh is actually for me personally right the the worst the worst form or, or kind of burnout right or or problematic is something which has a real impact on your social life right as yes. as you said right as long as you have this uh, social safety net and you have persons that support you friends family um, persons that are around you right uh, in order to to kind of interrupt those uh, phases of work or phases of uh, whatever right um, it, it seems to be kind of manageable at least for mm. for me right uh even even this this kind of physio physio physiological stuff which i had right well even if it was totally horrible at this point of time right it, it was not as horrible as imagining the 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 social burnout uh let's say right uh in a, in a way mm. I'm not sure if this makes sense. And even uh, and uh, regarding the uh, psychological aspects that are kind of, I would say, overlaying this uh, physiological stuff and the social stuff, which we which we discussed, right, uh, a little bit. And uh, this imposter syndrome syndrome as well is more psychological thing, right? Uh, let's say, um, I I guess so, right? I I would say a good idea 
if your social social interactions are not able to compensate this, which is sometimes the the case, right? I, I think the uh, the best thing is talk about it, right? As you said, mm -hmm. right? Is the learning, and if this is not good enough, so meaning if it's not good enough to talk with friends about it in order to get more awareness about it and to address it, right? Then I would say, um, yeah. Uh, the the best idea is to just uh, not just for the imposter syndrome for any kind of mental health uh, thing let it be burnout let it be the imposter syndrome let it be whatever depressions let it be yeah. whatever you think about right um yeah seek actual professional help right uh, go to someone who who knows this stuff better than <laughs> than we do basically yes you yourself to do right go to some someone who is basically uh, skilled in in, uh, in understanding those problems and uh, is able to 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 help you talk with someone who is professional in this uh, in this field right um, absolutely and and i hope it helped to to hear that people who've done this stuff for decades are still you know, struggling that maybe that helps one or two more junior people to just see that are not alone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we are both naked now, right? I'm not yes. sure what we do with this information, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> not a pretty sight. Uh, exactly. But uh, we're naked, but not in the same location, which makes it a little bit less weird, right? So uh, otherwise, it would be a bit uh, a strange. Uh, picture or not right <laughs> a any anyway <laughs> not sure what to say to <laughs> before before this gets totally off right uh, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's close this and say yeah uh, goodbye from the dark side right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> goodbye or goodbye dark side. Right